Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. I'm so happy that you're listening today. My goal is to bring something new, something promising. I plan to bring conversation, resources, and wisdom around the things that are holding us back from going for our best. We'll talk about everyday life and careers. I'll bring us dialogue designed to dig deep and identify our passions. We'll talk about the limits that you need to let go of and the promise that you need to grab a hold of. I'll interview women who bring valuable insight to the table. We'll have opportunities for Q&A and we'll talk resources to help along the way. There are levels to this and we'll hit them all starting at the ground floor. We all have dreams and now is our time to level up. Ground floor. Age ain't nothing but a number. That is until you turn 90. (laughs) That's a quote by Uncle Saunders at his 90th birthday celebration. You know, I realize that the older I get, the more pampering I need. I'll be the first to admit that I don't believe age dictates what you can do in life. My thought has always been that I would probably do things that most my age aren't able to do. I've always felt that I had a certain amount of stamina, among other things, that sets me apart from others. Age would never hold me down. I felt that way until I turned 40. One week after I turned 40, I was diagnosed with asthma. X-rays showed a worn disc in my lower back and mild arthritis had me popping Tylenol like candy. (laughs) What happened? As I look back, I smiled because I would love to deal with my 40-year-old issues instead of my now 50-some-year-old issues. It seems that my body has changed a bit with age. It takes me a few extra seconds to stand from a sitting position. My joints hurt, my back often tightens with a muscle spasm and the pinch nerve in my neck sometimes prevents me from holding my head up. Was I wrong? Am I gonna decline more and more the older I get? I certainly pray not. I've accepted that my body is going to change a little. To combat the changes, I've learned that a little pampering goes a long way. I spend more time with my joints covered up when the weather's cooler. This move has majorly lessened the debilitating stiffness I've felt in the past as the fall crispness hits. I ice my ankle after walking or exercising. You know, that keeps swelling down. And massages, they are my best friend. Warm teas like nestle and dandelion help keep things circulating and moving as they should. I eliminate energy zappers like white sugar and excessive starches. That helps me to be more productive between six in the morning and 10 at night. And I do not rush like I used to. Less rushing and spending more afternoons in my recliner is a real sedative. So the truth be told, compared to my younger years, I need a little more pampering these days. The pampering benefits are twofold, mental and physical. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Your affirmation. 
the older I get, the more my body changes and I need a little more pampering. So I will watch what I eat. I will exercise as I should. And I will spend time taking care of my mental and physical health. Why? Because self-care is my primary care. Main level. Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. Today, I have a very special guest who has stuck around. We just recorded something over on Reinvent and Rise, and we're continuing the conversation over here on the podcast. I have with me today Dr. Michelle Johnson. Dr. Johnson received her Bachelor of Science degree and medical degree from Howard University in Washington, D.C., where she completed a six-year combined BSMD program. Wow. She completed her residency training in physical medicine and rehabilitation at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School in New Jersey, followed by fellowship training in interventional spine at Virginia Commonwealth University. She holds board certifications in physical medicine and rehabilitation, pain management, obesity medicine, and lifestyle medicine. She believes in a comprehensive approach to patient care. Dr. Johnson is the founder of More Food, Less Medicine and strives to help people with chronic diseases decrease medication and improve their health by using simple foods. She focuses on intensive diabetes management for first responders and is currently piloting a small group Bible study, which explores the medical side of God's word. Welcome with me today, Dr. Michelle Johnson. Hello, Dr. Johnson. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. I am thrilled to have you here to continue this conversation. And for those of you who have not listened already, please go over. We're on the XOD Network, the BHC channel, and listen to our episode where we talked about um, getting 2022 started right in a healthy way. And Dr. Johnson talks about her programs over there. And we're continuing, like I said, the discussion over here. So just to kind of give a, a overall um, view of the programs, if you could just kind of sum both of them up for those who may not have listened to the uh, show yet. If you could do that for us, that would be great. Okay, so the first program is the Bible-based program. And the Bible-based program is a virtual program that is led by a physician myself. And we work together as a group, as a community, where we are focusing on physical activity, light physical activity, um, in addition to getting in vegetables, fruits, and getting our questions answered, but focusing on what God's word has for us in terms of improving our health. The second portion of uh, the other uh, program is the corporate pro program. And so there's a group program in which we're striving to increase a pound of uh, vegetables and fruits a day. Um, and then the last programs where we work with first responders, where we are working with first responders who have diabetes, uh, who have uncontrolled numbers, and we are working in uh, moving them over to uh, less medicine with using more food. 
That is awesome. Both programs. Absolutely awesome. And, um, you know, I've told you already, I'm definitely getting involved with your four week program coming up and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. So basically both of these programs are geared to helping people to be healthier, um, basically controlled by, by controlling what they eat, what they do with exercise and with the hopes of being able to be healthier people with less medication required. And so if anything at all, we wanna make sure that you understand that that's what the programs are about. You know, the goal of course is making us healthier. So based on that, I wanted to give you a couple of scenarios. You know, our audience is varied and you know, I work with risers, uh, my my women 45 and older, who are in prime. I, I like to call it the prime stage of life. You know, they're in that second half that they're going to make even better than the first half. And I wanted to give you a couple of scenarios to see how your program, how you would address these in your program, and what are the types of things that you would recommend. So the first scenario is for a 48-year-old African-American female who is obese with diabetes and has high cholesterol problems. What would you recommend that she do to get healthy? How should she approach her food? And so, and so what, what I would say is uh, I have three recommendations. And so the first one is really a mindset recommendation. And then the other two would be something that you could implement today practical tips. So the first thing is we really don't talk enough about uh, this level of overwhelm and stress a lot of times. Um, and for myself, uh, I'm talking about a little bit earlier, I have two kids that are under five and one of my, my oldest, my oldest child, my daughter, she was uh, hospitalized in the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. And it was extremely overwhelming for me. Um, and one of the things that I found is I started to, to gain weight. Um, because I had no outlet, right? And um, I decided that there needed to be one thing that I needed to do to add to make the biggest impact. So what I would say is a lot of times we find ourselves in what I call like the jelly donut filling. Yes. <laughs> where we are, where we're kind of, we're between two um two generations in terms of responsibility. And we saw this a lot during the pandemic where we were worried about our parents, about yeah. their health and them staying safe. But then all of a sudden our kids were home and we were responsible for being caretakers to two sides of these, the generation, right? Yeah. Uh, and that, that's a lot for us to take on. Um, and I would say that when I started my career as uh, in weight loss and obesity, I worked at a very busy clinic and we would see maybe 40, 50 patients a day. And what we would have, I would hear repeatedly, I don't have enough time. Mm. I don't have enough time. Yes. And when I look back at, uh, the, I look at the Bible and we look at Moses, he was uh, in Exodus 18 and he had, he was instructed by God to take the Israelites out of Egypt. Yes. And he was, they were in the wilderness and his father-in-law Jethro comes and he sees Moses for hours 
uh, acting as the judge for the Israelites. And he's like, this is not a good thing. Right. <laughs> you cannot do this by yourself. Yeah. And we need to take that same mindset because he says you need to delegate to people who are trustworthy. And I really mm -hmm. think the most important thing that we can do is to protect our stillness. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And so we cannot get healthy when we do not have the time to plan our meals. We don't have the time to make our meals. We don't have the time to exercise. And it is very difficult when we are eating fast food because we didn't have time to pick lunch. It's very difficult when we don't have time to exercise because we're double booked. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing, really, I would recommend. One, start to protect your stillness and start to delegate to people who are trustworthy. Uh, the next thing is, you know, practical things, right? Start prioritizing your vegetables. Uh, so vegetables in at every meal is what I recommend. And people say even breakfast, I say, especially breakfast, right? <laughs> so <laughs> in my <Yeah>. house, <laughs> what we do is we do smoothies and we typically do a two to one ratio. So uh, two servings of vegetables to one serving of fruits, typically berries because it's a lower glycemic index fruit. Um, and that's what we will have. We'll add that into our breakfast, you know, and soups and salads are really easy ways to get uh, vegetables in. But every single meal, we want to make sure we get vegetables. Mm -hmm. And the very last thing uh, I would recommend is having a cutoff period for your uh, when you eat. Right. And so uh, we have something called our circadian rhythm and our circadian rhythm is pretty much our internal clock. It tells us kind of when to wake up and when to go to bed. Our body is not set up to eat food when we're supposed to be sleeping. Right. When it's dark mm -hmm. outside. It's it, your body is not supposed to be looking for food. And so your body has a different response to the same food that you eat at 9 p.m. It's a very different response than if you had the same meal at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. Your body is going to release much more insulin. It's going to tell your body to store that food as fat. And so we really want to make sure that you have a hard cutoff time. So I usually say seven o'clock, but everyone has different schedules. So I usually say about three to four hours before you go to bed, you want to stop eating your food and you want to make sure that your body has the time to digest it. Um, so those are the three things I would say, protect your stillness, prioritize your vegetables, and then have a cutoff time for when you're uh, stopping uh, certain foods, well, all foods. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That was so rich. I could identify with each of those, as I sit here thinking, you know, of course the munchies hit at seven and that's when you really should kind of be calming down. And you know, that's if you're going to bed at like 10, you should be stopping by then. And then adding the veggies, which is something that I have been doing, um, but I need to do a lot better with. But that whole piece about protecting your stillness was so good. I mean, and that is the way that you really have to look at it. You have got to protect that space where you are making the time to take care of yourself. And I know that, you know, women that I encounter, we don't do that. And that is a huge piece of why we continue to deal with the illnesses that we have um, and, you know, why our, our, our mental space is depleted. <laughs> Which I 100% I, I agree. And it's one of those things where you have been instructed to do something by God. Yes. But what happens when that instruction, that instruction to start a business or to uh, take care of that ailing parent or yeah. to go back to school or to pay off debt, that charge starts to affect your health. Yeah. And that's really the time where we need to look and say, how do I start to delegate? How do I take some of these things off my plate? What are things that somebody else can do 
that I don't need to be involved with. Yes. Oh my and so, goodness. And so what I said this year, uh, as this year I didn't make New Year's, New Year's resolutions. I said I made a list of things I'm not doing. Really? Oh, I like that. I'm not I like doing that a lot. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I say, and we talked about it earlier, like, you know, my family, we would go to the grocery store three or four times in a week, like, oh, you forgot this, or we ran out of this. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make it to the end of the week. That's what right. What we have is what we have. <laughs> There's something here we can eat. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love that. You know, I, I think I may have to write down a few things that I'm not going to do. You know, it helps <laughs> to write them down, yes. you know, because that reminds you, that reinforces the fact that I said I'm not going to yes. do this. Yes. You know, so I'm definitely going to write them down. Oh, this is good. This has been good. Okay, I have another scenario for us. This is an older grandmother who's very active. She walks every day and has, you know, she's had a lifelong battle with hypertension and has been taking medication most of her life. How should she eat, you know, to improve where her blood pressure is? What should she do to ensure that she's doing what's needed to kick her meds or to at least decrease them? Yeah, so I would say, so again, everything that I'm talking about today is really educational. You always want to make sure you talk mm -hmm. to your doctor. Even though I am a doctor, I'm not your doctor. And I don't know your specific medical issue. So I would say, you know, one of the things um, is the first thing is, as African-Americans, we have a higher risk for things like hypertension. But there are things that we can do to change in our, in our diet that can help decrease our need for medication or decrease our blood pressure. So the first thing, really, the CDC looks at, they said about 70% of our sodium comes uh, from packaged food, processed food, restaurant food. So a lot of times people go home and their doctor says, hey, you know, you have high blood pressure. You need to decrease your sodium. So we fill out the salt shaker and then we start using these low sodium seasonings at home and we go to the doctor and they're like, what's exactly the same? Well, that was pointless, right? And right. So, <laughs> but one of the things is that that's not where most of your sodium is coming from. Most of your sodium is coming from, you know, even your cereals, your breads, yeah. um, your uh, sodas. They, it's food that comes from outside your home. I really would start saying, you know, if you're eating outside your home or you're going grocery shopping, turn over that label. Start looking for, you know, zero sodium or no salt or salt-free. It's in vegetables and frozen foods and your canned foods. If you're looking for uh, canned vegetables, really look for uh, sodium-free or no salt added. Um, those are things that we really want to uh, pick up on. Uh, the next thing, when you go to a restaurant, a lot of times you have to understand that the food at restaurants are made to taste good, right? And so right. they season them for uh, uh most people, right? And so if you're going to eat at a restaurant, you really have to make sure that you watch the things that are going into going on your plate. Um, and then the safest thing to do is really to cook your own food, right? It's probably much easier because you know exactly what's going inside to cook your own food. Yes. Um, so that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is looking at things like flaxseed. So there's a study that looked at adding flaxseed. And this study added in about a fourth a cup of flaxseed uh, to people who didn't know they were eating. So they would throw it into like different muffins and things like that. And there's actually a drop of 10 points on the systolic blood pressure, which is your top number. Wow. Uh, and a drop of seven points on the bottom of your diastolic number. And what does that really mean, right? So if you drop your number that much, that decreases your risk for stroke 46%. That's almost a 50% drop in your risk for stroke by dropping down your blood uh, pressure by 10 points and seven points on the bottom. Decreases your risk for heart disease by 29%. 
And, and just to give you a context, when we look at medications like ACE inhibitors, ACE inhibitors are any medication that has like a prill on the end, like lisinopril like or acupril. Um, yeah. And they looked at a medication called uh, Vasotec, which is enalapril. And that medication will drop your top number down five points and drop your bottom number down by two points. So this addition actually rivals medication, right? And so you still get some benefit. So a, a four-level cup is a large amount. So you may want to start adding in, you know, two tablespoons. You want to make sure that you grind up the flaxseed. Your body doesn't have the ability to break up that coating. So you have to grind it up with like a coffee grinder or um, we use a, a baby blender, a baby mm -hmm. blender, that's what we have, right? Um, and we just sprinkle it on top of our uh, smoothies. It's just easier for us in the morning. That way we know it's in our smoothie. But you can put it on salads and things, on soups. It, uh it's very simple, right? You want to make sure that the next thing is adding in uh, vegetables and fruits. You also can get a seven-point drop by adding by taking in about eight to ten servings of fruits and vegetables per day. So this is just adding those things in, and mm -hmm. it's really uh, important that we start talking about adding things. So sometimes we get so worried about, oh, I can't have this or take this away, but you want to start adding in your plants everywhere you can. Uh, so, and these things are cumulative. So that, uh, the scenario gave me uh, when she's walking. So walking will decrease your blood pressure. It takes time to get these uh, effects together, but you know, you get seven points here and 10 points there, and two points here and five points here. All of a sudden you're back into normal range. Yeah. And so I would say before you start doing any of these things, make sure you talk to your doctor, because if you start doing these things and you're on medication, they really have to watch those numbers. But if you stop doing these things and you're not on medication, you increase your risk for stroke. So you have to make sure that you are uh, in contact with your doctor, but also maintaining the changes that you are implementing in your life. But we can do these things and they're very simple changes that make a big impact in our life. And then also the risks that come along with uh, high blood pressure, uh, especially for African-Americans. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was really good. To, and you know, flaxseed, uh, my daughter uh, introduced me to flaxseed and she uses it quite frequently. I just had no idea the effect that it could have on your blood pressure. I had absolutely no idea. Wow. Oh my goodness. This has been so, so good. And I mean, there's so many other scenarios that I could give you that are just, of course, geared towards the population of women that I deal with. But these two, I think, are pretty are pretty representative in what you have told us, just simple things that we can do to improve both of those cases is awesome. You know, absolutely remarkable. And, you know, I don't remember if I've said it already, but I will be sure to my listening audience, I will be sure that you have the information that's needed to get in touch with Dr. Michelle so that you can enroll in one of her programs. What better time to focus on yourself and to get healthy and to be a better you than right now? Um, we are in the middle of a pandemic that really, you know, has the potential of causing damage to us. And, you know, we don't really know what the long-term effects of COVID are going to be. But we know that even if we don't get COVID, you know, physically, it is definitely affecting us. And in turn, uh, internally, um, uh, mentally, it is definitely affecting us, whether we, whether we have it or not, because they both interchange. They both work with and against one another. So I, uh, 
I just want to strongly encourage you to get connected to a program. And this program is a wonderful program. Now, in full disclosure, uh, about five years ago, I went to Dr. Michelle and I believe that my diabetes had, I was just diagnosed as a diabetic. I had hypertension issues um, that started shortly after my daughter was born. And, you know, hypertension is something that is in my bloodline, like in a major way. My father had hypertension when he was 16. So it goes way back. So I've known for a while that I needed to do things to make sure that I kind of avoided having to deal with some of these illnesses, but I didn't do so well in doing that. Diabetes also runs on both sides of uh, my family lines as well. So when I went to Dr. Michelle, um, I was dealing with both and obesity. So the program that she put me on that sounds a lot like uh, the one that she's right now administering via Bible study really helped to focus on reducing the amount of salt that was in my diet. Uh, we were getting control of the hypertension for starters. And in doing that and in introducing me or having me to introduce more vegetables and fruit and less sugar, I was very successful in being able to get the weight off and get control of the medications. I, I think at one point was on about three different blood pressure medications. No, two different blood pressure medications. I came down to one. And then I was taking about three doses of the um, diabetes medication, and we came down on half of that. And I was quickly on my way to really eliminating even more. And then I got a little lazy. So, <laughs> yeah. I, but life happened. Life yeah, happened. life happened. Maybe that's a better way of putting it, right? <laughs> And it happens, you know, it happens to all of us. But even in getting lazy, there were some things that she instilled back then that I stuck with. And one was definitely um, the exercise. I've been very consistent, except for during this pandemic. Um, I was at the gym every morning, uh, getting in just even if it's two miles a day and then doing some weight work. And even in coming off of the program a bit, Varying from it just a bit because of life happening. It's been five years and yeah, my medication has, you know, is not at the same point it was when I initially started with her. However, I have managed to remain in pretty good health and I've only picked up like 10 of the pounds that I lost. <laughs> you still look amazing. So we had to hold oh, so. <laughs> However, we're going to get those 10 pounds off and I'm going back in the direction where we were headed five years ago with decreasing my meds again. I said all that to say that I know her program works. I have no question that it will. And not only am I uh, trying to jump back in, but I intend to bring my family with me. So <laughs> we're getting healthy in 2022 for sure, for absolute sure. Well, Dr. Michelle, you know, that is really it. Something that I always like to do on the podcast when I speak with my guests 
is ask if you have any resources that you recommend, you know, and the resources, of course, vary. It could be anything from, you know, a good Bible study group to, you know, books that you've co-authored or books that you recommend. Any resources that you would like to recommend to the audience? Also, one of the books I really, uh, I recommend a lot is, first is Dr. Joel Foreman's book. It's actually The End of Diabetes. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a great book. And the second book, Dr. Gregor, Dr. Michael Gregor, he wrote a book called How Not to Die. He also has a uh, website, which is called nutritionfacts.org. And on that website, it's literally pretty much uh, anything you can think of related to health. He looks at the medical research related to health. And it's like five minute videos uh, where he just kind of goes through. And so those are the two um, sources that I recommend. Wow. And they're, they're both great. I'll be sure to have that also in the note section under the podcast description. So if you didn't catch it when we just said it, you can always go back to that and it will be written down there as well as contact information for Dr. Michelle. And if you would like to give that to us, please, how can we reach you? Oh, so my website is Dr. Michelle Johnson. It's www.drmichelle with one L johnson.com. Um, and my YouTube is Dr. Michelle Johnson. Instagram is also Dr. Michelle Johnson. My mother says that my website is very difficult to remember, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> so that's Michelle Johnson. That is one L in Michelle. Dr. D-R-M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Johnson on the end of that dot com. Yes. So again, it will be written down in the comments section under the podcast as well. So we'll be sure to let them know how to get in touch with you and to enroll in her program, go to her website and she'll have information for how you can enroll there. And that's it. Any parting words you want to share? Well, thank you so much, Orlita, for having me. I really appreciate uh, coming on. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you created a space really for uh, moving to the next level. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy that you joined us today. And that's it. The Loft. Welcome to The Loft. Our guest, Dr. Michelle Johnson, has a few resources to recommend to us. Two of them are books. One is entitled The End of Diabetes by Dr. Joel Furham. And the second book is How Not to Die by Michael Greger. She also recommends visiting a website that has videos that'll be very beneficial for you. And the website is nutritionfacts.org. To find out more about Dr. Johnson and the programs that she has coming up, visit her website at drmichellejohnson.com. Okay, we've reached the end of the episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. As you catch the elevator down, if you feel so inclined, rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, every day is a new opportunity and it's never too late to level up.